Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, spooksters. And today is one of our favorite episodes of the month. It is Listeners, where we read stories that you submit to us. If you would like a story like this one, go ahead and send that to us via email at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. The email is the best way to get a hold of us to submit them. We can keep track of them, and we love reading y'all's stories. If you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to any of the socials. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at Three Spooked Girls. For our Facebook group, it is Three Spooked Girls Official. And we're really excited because this month we introduced some new mods in there who are helping create some more fun activities for y'all. So if you want to become a deeper part of the Spookster community, go over there. It's Three Spooked Girls Official. You can also follow both Tara and I on TikTok. Our handles are in the link tree below. Tara does amazing daily content. Mine is when my brain decides to function <laughs> outside of uh, my life and goes, oh, you should make TikToks. And so I cannot guarantee that there will always be new TikToks for me. But Tara has an amazing TikTok. Is it channel? TikTok channel? That's what I want to call it a channel. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. We're old. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she goes live every day, pretty much Monday through Friday, which is great. So, and I try to jump on there too while I'm, I'm working, I'm listening and hearing her tell stories while she gets ready for the day. So if that's something you're interested in, head over to TikTok. Her handle is Spooky Sleuth. Again, it's in the link tree, which is in the show notes. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For little as a dollar, you get an extra bonus episode each month. It comes at the end of the month and they're typically a lot of fun. Tara and I like to try to find the obscure type story or something that's really interesting. This month, you will see some of our older patron episodes that we're releasing from the vault. And if those are kind of your thing, you should definitely check it out. So for little as a dollar, you get that bonus episode each month. $2 and up patrons get Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines, which is me telling you fun things, fun storylines. One episode is you get to hear minimal detail about a story and you try to guess. And then the other one is I literally slaughter a plot line. That's why it's called Slaughters. <laughs> and for $5 and up patrons, you get Haunted Grounds. Now this is Tara's video content each month and it's amazing. She talks about a haunted object and some sort of 
caffeinated beverage. So far, they've been coffee. She's been promising us tea in the future, so we're excited. And then if you're a $10 and up patron, you probably noticed that we do patron selects twice a month now because we're like booked out to basically September. Oh, we're we're now into September. I've slotted the first one. Yeah. If you're thinking of being a $10 patron and you want an episode in 2021, you might want to jump on that. <laughs> <laughs> so we we do those twice a month and there's a ton of other bonus stuff that comes out. We have some new virtual swag that's in there with like desktop backgrounds and mobile phone backgrounds and possibly a ringtone. Coming. It's got figured out. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. If you want to support the show, we would be so, so grateful. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Tara for this month's first story. So both of my stories will actually have a theme because in real time, a little bit ago, I can't math time now. Who knows time anymore? (laughs) Um, (laughs) We did we did a guest spot with the historical as fuck podcast or AF. We were talking Ouija boards, so I asked for some Ouija board stories, and two of them are really creepy, so I wanted to share them with y'all. So my first one of the evening comes from Sean. Sean writes, Here's one of my experiences with the Ouija board. It took place back in 2014. I was hanging out with my best friend, Cody, his wife, Samantha, and her sister, Cassie. From what I can remember, it was mid-spring. As a lot of conversations between Cody and I seemed to do, the topic led to the paranormal. After each of us finished sharing various experiences, the next thing I remember, it had gotten later in the evening and Cody, Cassie, and I were outside on the front porch messing around with a homemade Ouija board. We made it from a thick piece of cardboard and for the planchette, we used a shot glass. Samantha absolutely refused to take part in this and instead decided to go lay down with their then two-year-old son, Gabriel. At first, we were asking the basic questions like, is there anyone here? What's your name? Etc. Nothing really happened, then all of a sudden the shot glass, which we all had one index finger on top of, began slowly moving on its own to spell out the word hello. We were all startled and amazed. We began asking random questions, and one thing that stands out to me is when Cody asked if he and Samantha were ever going to have another baby, it moved slowly to yes. Then it slowly spelled out the name E-M-M-A. At this point, Cody is at loss for words. I once again ask, who's here with us? Then it spells out the word legion, and then went to goodbye, in which the shot glass fell off the table. Mm. (laughs) I know, I'm like, "Mm, it's shot to goodbye, fucking goodbye. (laughs) Years after that, Samantha turned up pregnant, and even though not one of the three of us, Cody, Cassie, and I, told her what had happened with the Ouija board that night, she gave birth to a beautiful baby girl, in which she named Emma, who will be turning too soon. (laughs) I don't like it, I don't like it, it knows things, it knows things. Right? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, this comes from a listener named by the name of Carol. Carol has submitted quite a few stories, so I both pray for Carol and love the stories. I just always get really nervous when things keep happening to the same person. I'm like, please protect them. They deserve protection. She titles this Dreaming with a Demon. The house I grew up in was haunted mainly by three spirits. My mom has always had the ability to communicate with those in the spirit world, so she confirmed that I wasn't crazy. We had ghosts. I had heard a couple of them, seen one, and the other liked to mess with me a lot. Other stories I have sent talked about this one. 
He used to flick my light on and off and make the window shade roll up on its own. In the story, I was a bit older, late teens to early 20s. I had spent a year away at college and upon returning, I didn't want to go back to sharing a room with my sister. So I took over the sofa bed in our family room for sleeping. Back in the day, I had more of an ability to have out-of-body experiences. Sometimes just the way I'd lay my head, the moment I would close my eyes, I was able to go places. That's like astral projection, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Which apparently can be very dangerous. If what I've seen on TV is true. I saw it on Sabrina and apparently it was really dangerous. Like the little birds come. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Sorry. (laughs) Back to the story. Sorry, Carol. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This particular night, I was in a dreamlike state and my dream was tapped into a demonic being. I recall it telling me it was coming. I was laying on my left side and taking up the left side of the sofa bed, dreaming about this demonic being. And all of a sudden it tells me it's here and is going to get in the bed. I don't believe not a moment later, I could feel something lie down behind me, spooning and breathing slash sighing upon the back of my neck. Oh my God. No. No. (laughs) I like creeped out. Dear Jesus. No, none of this. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) At this point, I open my eyes and stay facing to the left. Using my right arm, I placed my hand on my right hip and then reached behind me and felt the hip of the demon. <gasps> right up against me, only slightly higher, I removed my hand from it, put it back on myself, closed my eyes, prayed, opened my eyes, and turned to the right. My heart felt like it was gonna burst out of my chest. And when I turned to look, it was gone and I no longer felt anything. Our cat happened to be on that side of the bed way up by my head and he looked at me like what the fuck i don't think i went back to sleep that night that's all for this one have you ladies heard of demonic beings coming into people's dreams and or messing with them i mean i i've like read stories but i've never like encountered someone who has yeah i mean like my brain instantly goes to sleep paralysis and stuff so gross creepy yeah no i am um that story i know it's a lot yeah we need a breather so we're gonna take a quick break and say thank you to our newest patrons we'll be back in just a sec All right. Well, we want to say thank you to our newest patrons since our last listeners episode. We want to say thank you to Mandy, Jackie, Jennifer, Lena, Elizabeth, Faith, Lee, Sarah, Jen, Laura, Christy, Amber, Janet, Kayla, Melinda, Sarah Grace, Carolyn, Tara, not me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Jasmine, Heather, Sarah, and Marsha. Thank you guys all so, so much for supporting the show. We love and appreciate each and every single one of you. Yes. And I hope you guys are enjoying the amazing content that's over there. Tara and I put a lot of hard work into cultivating that for you guys specifically. And thank you for supporting the show. It means it means more than we can actually express. So thank you so much. All right. Now that we have been completely terrified, (laughs) I'm going to give y'all another creepy story here. And like I said in the beginning, uh, it's another Ouija board story. Now, this one comes from Aaron, and our OG spooksters are those who may have listened to the backlog. Aaron has been through a lot of stuff, too. She sent us quite a few stories in the past, so Mm -hmm. she's another magnet for paranormal shit. All right, so Aaron writes, My Nana told me to never touch a Ouija board. It was early December 1944 when my great-grandmother Anne was sitting with friends drinking tea and reminiscing about their husbands overseas, serving on the Western Front. 
All of the women had been corresponding with their husbands, but the letters were coming in slower and with more delays. Their frustrations and curiosity got the best of them, and when one of them suggested to use a Ouija board to get answers, a majority of them jumped at the chance. Great-Grandma Anne noped out of that and sat back saying, messing with the darkness is a surefire way to end up in the depth of it. The other women didn't heed to her warning and continued to set up the game and ask, where is my husband? How is he doing? When will he come home? Their spirits sank as the answers came back with negatives, void of even false hope, but it was just a game. A jest, right? They moved on and went back to waiting for news from the front, but then the letters stopped and new ones came. We're sorry to inform you, they started. Some came with knocks on the door and flags in hand. Some came with phone calls and sorrow-filled voices. And one by one, through the winter of 44, every woman who touched the board was widowed. My great-grandma Anne, who stayed in the light, was the only of those eight whose husbands came home. While the others have died of frostbite, infection, or simply vanished, great-grandpa Kay was the only Indiana boy in their neighborhood who survived the Battle of the Bulge. He credited his survival to his wife's desire to stay in the light and not slip into temptation, because messing with the darkness was a surefire way to end up in the depth of it. Of course, a 16-year-old girl who had grown up listening to this story had an ingrown fear of the boards. What kind of monsters could you unleash if your fingers grazed one? What kind of darkness would steal away the lives of men and loves of women? Why would anyone take the chance? A dare, of course. A little liquid courage. In a hotel room in the old part of Pocatello, Idaho, five girls sat around a cloth Ouija board, a hand-carved talisman, and a makeshift witch to lead them through. They started with opening the circle. The questions were benign. Is there anyone with us? It answered yes. Who, we asked. Elizabeth. And then went on to her age. Where she lived and how did she die? And those questions went unanswered. Are you still with us, Elizabeth? No. Who's with us now? Jasper. Do you know Elizabeth? Yes. How? I killed her. Beyond marginally freaked out, the girls closed the circle and said a prayer for Elizabeth. A game? A jest? Maybe. The witch was known for her sense of humor, but later when the darkness, thicker than smoke, came to the 16-year-old girl in her backyard and a dog who never growled when defensive, great-grandma Anne's words came back. Messing with the darkness is a surefire way to end up in the depth of it. You can bet your bottom dollar I hightailed it inside, mutt on my heels, straight to the Bible, clutching it to my chest and singing, I'm a child of God, only putting it down when the feelings of peace crushed the feelings of darkness. Thrice more. <laughs> I have asked for a towel thrice now. <laughs> asked you thrice now for a towel. <laughs> thrice more it happened, and thrice more I cried and sang and tried to banish the energy. The witch gave me a sage. Sage your life, save your life. <laughs> Jessica's thing. And after a cleansing, the darkness abated. It hasn't returned for 10 years. To this day, I refuse to touch a Ouija board. The monsters are leashed for now. That story just gives me fucking chills every damn time. <laughs> I know. I was like, when Tara read this, literally the consensus was like, everyone listen to Grandma Ann. She knows what she's talking about. Yes. Okay. So our last story comes from Jen, who is another one of our like listeners who has submitted a ton of stories. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, again, if you want a story like this, threespookedgirls at gmail.com. Okay, this happening was over 26 years ago. I know that because I was pregnant with my daughter and my ex-husband and I were seeking a place to live. Now for some background. My grandparents have, have lived in the same house for over 70 years. 
They started living in what is now their garage, and my grandfather and some of his friends actually built the home they live in. So he has a lot of experience in plumbing, electrical, you know, all the things that it takes to build a house. Since I was a kid going to visit them, I have always been fascinated with the large farmhouse that was across the street from my grandparents' house. I remember asking my mom if people lived there. She told me the history of the home and said that the farmhouse would later become a group home and now just somebody lived in it. The house and land had become part of the historical society most commonly known as Cranberry Lake Farm. That sounds quaint and lovely. Right? That's def- That sounds like such a place I want to go vacation to. <laughs> right? It's like when I go to Apple hill and like one of the names is like this it's like cranberry lake farm no i love it (laughs) being part of a historical society they wanted to restore it to the original home they asked my grandfather to fix up the caretaker's home one day while visiting my grandparents he asked if we wanted to go over and see what he was working on he showed us the caretaker's home and, and was telling us about the repairs he was making He mentioned that they would be renting it to someone so they could keep an eye on the house and the land. He asked if we wanted to look in the main house, and I was all about it. I was so excited to see inside the home I had been so intrigued by when I was a child. I mean, me too. Like, I would have been like, hells to the end. Right. When we went in through the kitchen, my grandpa was telling us about the kitchen area, giving us some history, you know, blah, blah, blah stuff, which is what she wrote. I'm not just skipping over stuff, people. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to find that out. There was a set of chairs, and I was really intrigued by that area. My mom says, do you want to go up there? I enthusiastically said yes, and up the stairs we went. We walked into one of the bedrooms, and we were looking around, talking about the space in the closets. All of a sudden, I feel this cold air on my back and neck. In the middle of a sentence, my eyes got huge. My mom says, did you feel that? I said, yes. We both look at our arms and the hair is standing up and we had goosebumps. We both look at each other and she says, you ready to go back downstairs? I said, yep. And we got down those stairs really fast. We went into the living area and it was huge. There's a walkway that's about six feet up and goes along the outer wall. My grandfather explained that it was so servants could get from the far side of the room to the kitchen without walking through the main sitting area. I kept thinking how cool it would be to go up there and try it out. But if I did that, I'd have to go back into the creepy room. So I stayed where I was. To this day, I wish I had tried it out. Oh, and yes, we did inquire about renting the caretaker's house, but they had already rented out to someone else. They provided us a link, so we can put that in the notes, to this place. Ooh. It says, here's a link to the wiki page on the home. I have not investigated to see if anyone else has had experiences there or not. Okay, with that, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this listener's episode for us this month. Thank you to all of those who we listed as new patrons. We're so excited that you get to go through the backlog that is there. And again, if you want to be a patron, head over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. And one more time, if you want to submit stories like these for us to read every month, do so by sending those to three spooked girls at gmail.com. With that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up and we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye.